I want to draw your attention tonight in the Psalm 23, the verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou preparest a table before me, David said, in the presence of mine enemies. This text tells of the provision that has been arranged by the Lord. Thou preparest a table before me. This is the great shepherd psalm, of course, that is well known by us all and which we frequently sing, even as we did tonight. It has always been a great blessing to God's flock down through the ages. But it is not all sheep shepherd imagery. It is not all fields and valleys and pastures, rods and staffs and still waters. It is not all the imagery of the field and the imagery of the shepherd, the sheep relationship. There's another image as well. And it is introduced into the psalm in our text. Here we have things you do not normally find in the field and among the sheep. Here you have a table. Here you have enemies. Here you have anointing oil that anoints the head. Here you have cups running over. Here you have a house to abide and dwell in everlasting. And so the imagery of the latter part of the psalm is different. And so in actual fact, the psalm has two prominent images. Verses 1 to 4, the shepherd and his sheep. But in verses 5 to 6, we have the house and his householder. Yes, we are sheep with a shepherd, a great and a good shepherd he is too, who laid down his life for us. We are the sheep, he is the shepherd, but we are also members of a household. We are also members who sit around a table and our glorious Lord has furnished it for our souls. And so there's a second imagery in the second part of the psalm. Verse 5, from the part of which our text is found, is a beautiful verse. David very carefully arranges his words throughout this verse. He arranges his words carefully, even as his Lord carefully arranges the table. But I only wish to speak about the first part of the verse. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. The divine provision arranged for us. There are four things that I want to draw your attention to tonight. We want to first of all look at the preparer and the provider. Thou preparest. And then secondly, we want to look at the provision itself, a table. And then thirdly, we want to look at the place before me. And then lastly, we want to look at the presence surrounding that meal and that table in the presence of mine enemies. First of all then, the preparer and the provider of the provision. Thou preparest. The psalmist is addressing God, of course. David is 
speaking to the one that he has spoken to in the previous verse, the one whose rod and staff comfort him, he is assured of when he goes into the valley of the shadow of death. He is addressing that person, the good shepherd. And he says, Thou preparest a table for me. One way to read this psalm is to look at verse 1 as the door. And the verses that follow are five rooms. And the door brings you into the five rooms. The door brings you into verse 2. And then whenever you come into verse 3, you have to come through verse 1 again. And then whenever you go to verse 4, you have to come through verse 1 again. And then in our text, before you go into our text, you have to come through the door of verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Thou preparest a table before me. That's how to read this psalm. Verse 1 is the preface, the door bringing you into every verse and into every room. And so it's the shepherd who prepares the table. It's the Jehovah God who is the one who lays this feast for his people. The provider and the preparer is David's shepherd. Peter, referring to the Lord Jesus Christ, in his great epistle he says, that great shepherd of the sheep. That great shepherd. He's talking about the Lord Jesus, but Psalm 23 is in his mind. That's what he means when he says, that great shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd. He's thinking of Psalm 23, and he's alluding to that psalm, and he's drawing it to focus upon Jesus Christ, who is indeed the great and the good shepherd. He prepares. The Lord Jesus prefers, prepares the provision for his people. The Lord Jesus provides. That's why he cannot want. How could I possibly want? The Lord Jesus is my provider. The Lord Jesus is my sustainer. And so he's telling us, at the very start of our text, he's telling us that his shepherd is very kind, very gracious, very good. The verb suggests a careful ordering and arranging of the table. It's a very important verb. Thou, thou preparest the table. It's not something thrown up. It's not something just casually put together. It's, it's not a picnic you just throw together. Or maybe somebody's come suddenly to the house and you just, you know, you just throw up what's available and you, you throw out something quickly. This isn't that. This is, this is carefully arranged. This is ordered. And sometimes the word is translated ordered. Thou, thou hast ordered a table before me. It's, it's set out carefully. It's, it's, in other words, whenever someone does this, goes to a lot of trouble to arrange and order, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of expense, a lot of cost, as the Lord has done, a lot of cost, a lot of expense, a lot of time and effort has gone into that. that that's the kind of word we're talking about. That, that's how good the Lord is. That, that has arranged and ordered for me a provision. David said in another psalm, Oh, how great is thy goodness. How great is thy goodness. And that's what he's bringing to our attention here. Thou hast ordered a table. Oh, how great is thy goodness. He's telling us that the Lord's a good shepherd. 
There's something laid up and something wrought and something pervaded. And it all just manifests the goodness of the Lord. Thou preparest. The Lord's good, brethren and sisters. The Lord's so good. Thou thou preparest a table for me. Me. Psalm 68 verse 10. Thou, O God, hast prepared of thy goodness for the poor. And so that's why the Lord Jesus said, I'm this shepherd, because he said, I am the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the one in the text. Thou preparest. And so let's proceed then to look at the provision itself, which has been furnished by this gracious and wonderfully good Lord. Thou preparest. So he's good. Let's see how good he is as we look at the provision itself. And the provision itself is pictured very simply by a table. Thou preparest a table. And the verb suggests, as I said, an abundantly and a very carefully furnished table. There's been a lot of care here. There's been a lot of effort and time and expense. Nothing is spurred. In the arrangement and the furnishing of the provision for the sinner, nothing is spurred. Let's think about this table, this this imagery. Well, what has the Lord prepared for us? What provision has the Lord given for our souls? We're thinking of spiritual provision tonight. Oh, the Lord gives us a table physically. He gives us harvests. He prepares our own table every day of the week whenever we sit down at our meal. Yes, the Lord has furnished that for our bodies. But the table in our text is is not a physical table. And it's not merely for our bodies. It's for our soul, which is exceeding precious, exceeding valuable, so much so that the Lord Jesus, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? This is a provision for our soul. What, what has the Lord provided for our soul? What could we look upon as the table? Well, two things that I want to think about tonight as symbolized by this table. And the first, of course, is, is this. This book, this Holy Scriptures, which provide food for our souls. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the Holy Scriptures have come from that source, and they are to feed us and nourish our souls. The Bible's a well-furnished, a carefully arranged table. There's no table like it in the universe, in actual fact. It's a wonderful book. What time and effort has gone into providing its good fur for the whole church of Jesus Christ, the prophets and the apostles that God himself has furnished with the gift of inspiration and that pen that has uh, transcribed for us the holy words of God, they have laid out for us under the obedience of their heavenly master who inspired them. They have laid out for us a great table. It's a wonderful table. We find that every week, don't we? When the church of God has been preaching from it for thousands of years, and it's still well furnished, still feeding the saints, there's no table like it. It's alive. It's living. 
Every day the Holy Spirit comes to it. You know, sometimes we say the Bible was inspired. I'm not a great lover of that expression. The Bible is inspired. It's the living Word of God. It still has the attendance of the Holy Ghost. It still feeds our souls because it's fresh. There's no mold here. There's nothing out of date here that has to be cast aside and laid aside like the writings of men which grow old and then go into the libraries to be covered with dust. No, no out of date on any fur on this table. Up to date, fresh, fresh from his hand, the enduring word of God for our poor famished souls. He's prepared for us the Holy Scriptures. What does the Bible say? The Lord gave the word. Yes, the Lord gave the word. All Scripture is given. Yes, it's given. How is it given? It's given by God and not given ordinarily, but given by the inspiration of God. It's breathed out. Hasn't come in his ordinary providence. It's come in special providence, miraculous and supernatural providence. Even inspiration has brought to us this fur, the text of Holy Scripture. The Bible talks about how the light and the sun have been prepared by God. Thou hast prepared the light and the sun. He did that at creation for the benefit of his creatures. But whenever darkness encompassed the earth, as it did, and left us in our sins. Did he leave us because sin entered? Did he depart and go because we fell? No, he commenced the spiritual light. He commenced to give his word. And so as he prepared the light and the sun for us physically, so now in our spiritual darkness, he prepared for us the light and the sun of his holy word. He's given us this book. Thou hast prepared a table. And so he gave us that first gospel promise when he came into Eden. And more and more the table has been laden with the promises of of the gospel, the promises about Christ, direction, light, all that we need to daily come to for the provision of our souls. He has laid it up in order. It took great time. Oh, how many hundreds of years and many centuries took great expense as well. Men give their lives for this book. Every page of it is stained with blood. It was at great cost. Sixty-six books laid up in order upon this table. This banqueting house of Holy Scripture. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether more to be desired is the fur on this table than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also is its contents, sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Remember how Job said, Neither have I gone back. I haven't gone back from this table. I haven't gone back from the commandment of his lips. I haven't gone away from the fur of the word. I esteem the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. It was the table that I was at every day for my soul. Remember how the psalmist said, Oh, how sweet are thy words unto my taste. 
He came to the table prepared, and he fed therefrom, and it was sweet fur. Sweet fur to his taste, because about a sweet Savior and about sweet grace, sweeter even than honey to my mouth, my soul shall be satisfied, he says, as with marrow and fatness. Such is that table that we possess on our lap tonight, the holy word of God. Therefore, from the table of Holy Scripture, carefully prepared for you, face your soul. He has carefully prepared it. You carefully eat from it and be satisfied. But not only is it the table of Holy Scripture that the Lord has prepared for us so important, the table of his provision in Jesus Christ for the salvation of our souls. The gospel oftentimes in Scripture is pictured as God's provision for sinners. And I'm not speaking about the text of the gospel. I'm not speaking about the four gospels as a text. But I'm speaking about the substance of the gospel itself Jesus Christ and him crucified. He is the provision for our souls. He is this table prepared carefully for us sinners. And so the gospel is often set forth as a furnished table, as a provision meal upon which is and the center of which is the Passover lamb who was sacrificed, roasted for us. God prepared the Passover lamb. He has laid it out, as it were, upon the table of the gospel. Thou preparest the table for me. Christ is that provision. He is the one who was sent by the Father to be the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God in the Passover had to be eaten. It went onto the table, you see. After it was roasted, it had to be eaten. Not a bone of it could be broken, but it had to be consumed. And there that consumed it lived and went out free and entered into the land of promise. Christ is God's provision. Thou preparest a Christ. Thou preparest a table before me. You remember how the young fellow said to his dad, where's the lamb? And how the father said with a broken, heavy heart, I no doubt the gospel as he so did, my son, God will provide himself a lamb. He'll provide it and he'll prepare it too. And so it has happened. Yes, Christ is the provision of God, the lamb of God. And so on the table is the provision for everlasting life. Christ is our life, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, our Passover lamb slain for us. And he's upon the table. And so that we may eat his body and drink his blood. Didn't he say that? Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh, of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. I have prepared for you a table, 
and upon it is the flesh of the Son of Man and the shed atoning blood which he hath poured out in the sacrifice of himself. Eat, eat and drink, eat and drink abundantly and have everlasting life. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath everlasting life and I'll raise him up at the last day. My flesh is meat indeed. My blood is drink indeed. The Father has prepared a table for us and it was his son's sacrifice. It was predicted in the Old Testament under the imagery of a feast provision. Uh, The Old Testament prophecies of these days of grace are wonderful uh, and they're oftentimes uh, under the picture of, of a feast and of a meal. For example, Isaiah 25, verse 6, In this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast, a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, a fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees, well refined. That's the promise of the gospel. That's how the gospel is portrayed by the Old Testament prophets. In this mountain, in Zion, especially in Calvary and on the cross, I'll prepare a feast, a feast for all nations, a feast unto all people, a feast of fat things that will satisfy their souls, a feast full of marrow. And of course, there's the wine there, because the wine always pictures the blood the red blood of atonement shed for us sinners. Remember how Solomon put it, Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread, drink of the wine which I have mingled. That's a wonderful picture of the gospel. Wisdom building this great house, established on a great foundation of seven pillars, the great sacrifice made by wisdom, mingled with the wine, and then she sent out to get people in to this furnished table. That's the table we're talking about tonight. A table that has been prepared for us sinners. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come, come ye to the waters. And he that have no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk. Without money, without price, it's free. It's free. All the provision is here. You can eat and drink abundantly and be satisfied because the Lord has prepared a table sufficient for you sinners but you have to come and partake and eat and feast. You remember how the Savior preached the gospel with the parable of the marriage supper provided by the king. What grace, what marvelous loving kindness. You remember how how he said that the, the table's prepared, the feast is ready, the sacrifice has been made. Go out, go out and get the people. Bring them into the fur. They wouldn't come. They came up with excuses. Then he sent them out again into the highways and byways. Bid them to come. The table's prepared. I prepared a table. The Lord Jesus preached that gospel under the same imagery. 
this great table provided for the king to get a people to himself. What grace, what marvelous loving kindness that God should so love the world that he should set forth for sinners a furnished table upon which he should lay body and blood of his dear son Jesus Christ to be a propitiation for our sins. There's a table for you sinners. Come, eat his flesh, drink his blood, believe on him, trust in him, depend on him, be united to him by faith, join him in the embrace of faith and live on him and depend on him just as you depend on your food and your daily bread to the strengthen of your body, so for your everlasting soul you must feast and depend on Jesus Christ alone. And this table has been prepared for sinners to partake of. That's what the incarnation was. That's what the sacrifice of the cross was. Oh, it's carefully prepared. It's miraculously prepared, especially the incarnation, nothing like it. Ordered in all things and good is this gospel. Thou preparest a table. But then thirdly, we come to the place where the provision is positioned. And that needs to be pointed out. Because the psalmist says, before me, thou preparest a table before me. That's wonderful, isn't it? That, that implies three things. It implies, first of all, visibility. Before me. It, it implies that it's appropriate. It's before me. It's for me. And it, it implies that it's accessible. And that's, what, that's the way it is. That's what the Lord has done. He's prepared a table and it's before you. It's before you. It's visible. It's not done in a corner. It's not hidden and concealed. The table of God's word is published to the nations. You have it. It's before you. You even have it before you literally tonight. It's before you. It's fulfilled. The text is true. You prepared a table before me. And here it is. I have it. I possess it. It is before my eyes. You can speak to this text. You can turn any chapter. You can commence your devotion as you read through the scriptures and you say, Thy Lord has prepared a table before me. It is before me tonight and today. And as I come to the fur upon this table, bless it to my soul. He's prepared a table before me. It's visible. The Lord gave the word. And great was the company of them that published it. It was published through all the world. It wasn't hidden and concealed. It wasn't per prepared table and hid away in the backside of the desert for a few. No, it's published to the nations. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's before me. Remember how it says in the book of Deuteronomy, the word is very nigh unto thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. The Lord brings it right into our presence, his word. How good is he? You remember how Paul said, Have they not heard? 
Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. Even the ends of the world have this table. The scriptures are so powerfully distributed in the providence of God. And so they're visible. They're here. They're seen. They can be handled and tasted. It's also before you as so appropriate to your needs, the needs of your soul. You know, the, the table's not just prepared for show, but it has real fur, a real feast for your soul. It's containing materials which are useful and needful for you, for your soul and for your heart. God does not fool with your soul, man or woman. He doesn't prepare a table with stones that are useless. He doesn't set before you stones instead of bread. He doesn't give you serpents instead of fish. No, it's appropriate food before you. It's light for your soul. It's warnings in your danger. It contains promises for your encouragement. It has commands for your guidance. And it sets forth a Christ for your salvation. It's so appropriate. And that would be a sermon in itself, the appropriateness of the table for us sinners. Before me tells me it's also accessible. And of course it is accessible. It's before us to be read, before us to be searched. Search the scriptures. I prepare the table. Search it then. Reach out. Try all the fur. Examine all the warnings. Take hold of all the promises. Go throughout the length and breadth of the table and eat and drink abundantly. It's for you to access. There's no holding you back at any part of this book. You can eat and reach and stretch and partake. And so you see... There is the provision of the word upon the table of Holy Scripture. Ah, but for you poor sinner, the gospel table of the provision of a Savior in Jesus Christ, he set before you in the gospel. He set before you even tonight again in the preaching of the word. Thou preparest the table, my Christ. The lamb roasted and prepared. The lamb made a propitiation for the sins of the, of the people. There he is. He's before you. He's before you in the gospel. He's visible in the word of God. Lifted up on the cross. Lifted up before you on this table to see. And so gospel preaching is setting this table before you. Every week that's what we do. We're just setting the table. We're not preparing the table. The Lord has prepared the table. But we're showing it to you. We're setting it before you as best we can. We're, we're telling you about it. We're saying to the sinner, open your eyes. Take away the blindness on the veil through the grace of God. And see the table. And come to the table. And partake of the fur, even Jesus Christ, upon the table. You remember how Paul said to the Galatians, Oh, foolish Galatians who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath evidently been set forth crucified among you. You see, Paul so preached that Christ became visible in their sight, visible before them, and they believe. And that's what gospel preaching should do. Set before you Christ, the fur upon the table prepared by God. God. 
for your soul. And so Paul did nothing but preach Christ. I determined not to know anything among you, see, of Jesus Christ and him crucified. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. I'm always lifting up this table for you sinners to see, that you might be drawn to it. I prepare us the table before me. And you have no excuse, sinner. It's before you. And Christ is so appropriate for your needs. One thing is needful. Christ the Savior. You need him for your spiritual life. You need this table for the forgiveness of your sins. You need this table for your reconciliation with God. You need this holy lamb roasted and sacrificed for that righteousness that justifies you freely. You need this lamb to experience that grace of God in your life. And he's so accessible. He's before you. You just reach out and take him by faith. You just come to him, you approach him, and you embrace him by faith. And you say, Lord, you are the provision upon this table which I need for my everlasting soul. And so come, take, and eat, and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then lastly and very quickly, there is another presence around the provision Not only, of course, the God who giveth, thou preparest a table, he's there. And then there's you for whom he gives this provision, the sinner, thou preparest a table before me. Not only the sheep for whom it was given, the sinner who will submit to the scripture and come to this table, there is another presence also in the presence of mine enemies. There is someone else in the text There are the enemies of God's church, the enemies of Christ's flock, the enemies of the good of souls for whom God has provided this provision, the enemies of the glory of God who are surrounding, surrounding the table to attack it and assault it and hinder the sinners from coming to it who hate and abhor the table provision that God has provided in Jesus Christ, the enemies of the children of God, enemies to resist you. These enemies are plural, not enemy merely, but enemies, for they are many. And who are these enemies? They are Satan and his seed. That the Lord early told us about in the book of Genesis, who will always have enmity against Christ and his seed, the serpent and his seed, the enemies of Scripture, the children of darkness, Satan and his children, the prince of darkness and his offspring, the enemies of Christ, the enemies of the Savior, the enemies of the Scriptures, the enemies of the saints, and the enemies of the souls of men. An enemy has done this, the Lord said. And there are enemies here. Why are they here around the table? Why are they here around the Lord as he fellowships with the poor sinner who comes to the table the reconciliation and the peace meal around the table in Jesus Christ. Why are the enemies surrounding the church? To resist the word. 
to resist the Christ and to oppose and hinder the sinner, the enemies of our soul. And it would be a book in itself to show how Satan has attacked this table, how he has attacked the Holy Scriptures, how God has put it into this world, his holy book, into Satan's domain, into Satan's kingdom of darkness. He has given the Holy Scriptures and set them as that light in a dark place. And the devil has arranged his hordes around it and attacked the table and attacked the book. And there's a whole history of how he has done that. How he has burnt it. How he has tore it to shreds. How he has corrupted it. How he has added to it and taken away from it. How he has sought to hide it and conceal it. How he has taught cost men to cast doubts upon it and to ridicule it. But he has failed. For we have it here today still. A table that the Lord has prepared in the midst of our enemies. And Satan can rage all he pleases, but we still have it. He's prepared a table in the midst of our enemies. And we possess the Holy Scriptures, pure, entire, and complete. And he has attacked Christ. Oh, as the Lord prepared the holy table of the gospel in in the incarnation and sacrifice of his Son, how the devil has resisted the Savior, how he has resisted the cross work, how he raised up Herod, how he raised up Judas Iscariot, how he raised up all the Pharisees, his children. Remember how Jesus said to them all, you are of, you're of your father the devil. You're the enemies of God and the enemies of the gospel and the enemies of the truth and the enemies of this table. And how Satan himself sought to put spot on the Lamb of God before he was roasted. How he sought to ruin the provision as God prepared it in the incarnation. How he sought to cut off the lineage of David. How he sought to destroy the Jews so that there'd be no line for Christ to come down. All was out and out attacking this table, but God still preparing it in the midst of those enemies still so that Christ came and Satan could not hinder it. And Christ was born. And Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And the devil could not prevent it. Because these enemies cannot resist the plan of God. They cannot resist the power of God. They cannot resist the will of God. And they cannot prevent the end for which this provision has been made. The salvation of his people. And so, dear child of God, you have Scripture and you have a Savior. Eat and drink abundantly from these wells of salvation. An unconverted sinner, be not an enemy to the gospel, but submit and repent and turn and come to the table, come to the provision and believe, cast down your rebellious arms. Leave the ranks of the enemies. Kiss the sun. And come and eat and drink abundantly of this table. And make this sand your sand. 
as it's our psalm, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies.